Sean Prober, and you're once again joining me to discuss all things American and how best to proceed. Well, I, when I originally started to do these Federalist Papers, it was all about whether or not the arguments to remain a union were still as, rele as relevant today as they were back, uh, back when Hamilton and Madison and Burr put these arguments together. I fear that before I finish uh, my 85, we might not, uh, not might not be a union anymore. It might be an irrelevant topic. Um, if you're catching this in the future, this was recorded the day that uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned and there are protests uh, going on outside the, um, the Supreme Court right now and uh, kind of the conservative side of America is extremely happy uh, and the more progressive side is uh, completely, completely upset about this. So this weekend, I, I think there, there's a high likelihood of, of some violence and some, some really intense protests and uh, hopefully everybody will keep things uh, safe and, and voice their opinion one way or the other. But uh, you're starting to hear certain states say we're done with this and we're done with this. And uh, the topic, the topic of remaining a union is is always a relevant topic when living in a union. So to to go back a, a bit uh, with with John Jay, once again, this is going to be the last John Jay Federalist paper. So that that's kind of exciting. I was a little bit tired of John Jay. I felt like we kept going over some of the same topics, but he, he kind of grew on me. But by this time, uh, I'm kind of a, a fan now. So Jay started this number five, which is once again all about foreign wars and threats uh, to a union, uh, domestic and abroad. And he begins with um, bringing up Queen Anne, who was the daughter of Queen James II, or King King James II, I, I believe. She was a very sickly woman. I think she had 17 or, or so. Um, what's the word when you're going to have a baby? <laughs> miscarriages. Uh, 17 miscarriages. She was married to uh, a nobleman from Denmark who was an alcoholic and a um, little, bit, little bit about her. But so we go into uh, what, what Jay says here, which is an entire and perfect union will be the solid foundations of lasting peace. If you will secure your religion, liberty, and property, remove the animosities amongst yourselves and the jealousies and differences betwixt our two kingdoms. I'm sorry, this is, this is actually Queen Anne. This is John Jay writing what Queen Anne wrote. Betwixt our two kingdoms, it must increase your strength, riches, and trade. And by this union, the whole island being joined in affection and free from all apprehension of different interests will be enabled to resist all its enemies. We must most earnestly recommend to you calmness and unanimity in this great and weighty affair that the union may be brought to a happy conclusion, being the only effectual way to secure our island, our present and future happiness, and disappoint the designs of our and your enemies, 
who will doubtless on this occasion use their utmost endeavors to prevent or delay this union. So what, what's funny to me about that is just what really led England and Scotland to unite um, at that point. And that's a, a pretty funny story. And it has to do with Scotland not being very good at building an empire. I mean, they, they battled, you saw Braveheart, they, they battled uh, a ton just to maintain what they had. So they're looking over at this new world and they're seeing England and they're seeing Spain and they're seeing France and Portugal, Netherlands, and they're all building stuff across the ocean. And William Patterson, who was this incredibly rich Scot, uh, had, had built a fortune in international trade. And he travels in the New World and sees all these boundless opportunities. Then he comes back to Scotland with the, this plan. And it goes on to be historically known as the Darien Scheme. So they, they go to Panama. All the rich people are investing. Uh, everyone with even a little bit of money invests. They're going to build an empire, just like just like England. It's going to even kind of help out the people in the West, um, the Western Hemisphere, and uh, I'm going to be able to link up with the other side of the planet, and it's going to be pretty awesome. So, 1698. Um, they come uh, to this crappy little strip of land. A ton of them died. They start things off digging graves. Peterson's wife actually ends up dying. Uh, most of them keep keep getting killed. They get into a bunch of trouble with Spaniards that, that have a more established uh, you know, arrangement over there. More. Uh, better organization and Scotland pretty much has to leave this entire area and head back. So most most people in Scotland get screwed on this and they're completely out of money. So at the same time, England is realizing that the War of Spanish Secession, which we talked about last time, which I end up winning, um, is emerging and there's going to be a ton of trouble there so they need soldiers they look at scotland who has a bunch of bodies and no money and scotland does a bunch of you know has no money and a lot of bodies and they say okay we can figure this out and they end up uh, working this out and then that comes the union so it's not exactly apples to apples to uh to what we we see in in america at this point. So Jay goes on to say, the history of Great Britain is the one which we are in general best acquainted and gives us the most useful uh, lessons. That's what he's doing this. Should the people of America divide into three or four nations, would not the same thing happen? Would not similar jealousies arise and be in like manner cherished instead of they're being joined in affection and free from all apprehension of different interests, envy and jealousy, which do extinguish confidence and affection 
and the partial interest of each confederacy instead of the general interests of all America would be only objects of their policy and pursuit. Hence, like most other border nations, they would always be either involved in disputes at war or live in the constant apprehension of them. So that got me thinking, and there's something to this argument that if a state's bordering you, it's inherently problematic. Like, the proximity might just be the, the biggest contributing factor to wars. It's true that naming neighbors who have never had a history uh, where one side is aggressed towards the other is almost impossible. America would eventually make war with Canada and Mexico, and Europe, despite positive trading results, the country would go into fighting each other until the mid-20th century, and we saw what, what's, and now they're back at fighting. Um, and, and we saw with, with Scottish uprisings throughout the, you know, throughout the next century, that there were battles, and, and that a union didn't exactly accomplish it. Calling something a union isn't the same as there actually being a union. So, so that's, uh, th that's pretty important. So, Jay goes on, the, the most sanguine events for three or four confederacies cannot reasonably suppose that they would long remain exactly on equal footing in point of strength, even if it was possible to form them at first. But admitting that uh, to be practicable, uh, yet, yet what human contrivance can secure the continuance of such equality, independent of those local circumstances which tend to beget and increase power in one part and to impede its progress in another, we must advert to the effects of the superior policy and good management, which would probably distinguish the government above one above the rest, and by which their relative equality and strength and consideration would be destroyed. So, he's saying that eventually you'd, you'd always get to the best, but then if we're able to use what was done in that area for the other, that it can kind of create some kind of a, a quality there. Um, it's interesting that there was so much talk in the first couple ones of Jay about Providence and how each area has its own special quality and brings to the table this uh, really individual greatness. And then he's saying that the gains of one are inherently going to uh, take from the other, which I don't know how, how true how true that is. But he goes, um, whatever and from whatever causes it might happen, and happen it would, that any of these nations or confederacies should arise to the scale of political importance much above the degree of their neighbors. That moment um, would those neighbors behold them with envy and fear. So, but if one of them, if you don't create the union, and one of them becomes very big, that's, that's a major issue. Um, from these considerations, it appears that those gentlemen are greatly mistaken who suppose that alliances, offensive and defensive, might be formed between their confederacies and would produce that combination and union of wills and arms and of resources, uh, which would necessary, be necessary uh, to put and keep them in formidable state of defense against foreign enemies. So that, that's what he's saying matter, 
about these emotions and these feelings that you don't like something. That, that's not going to come into play every day, but when it comes to sending your men and sending your boys to go die in some kind of conflict for them, that, that's going to it to be the, uh, the time that you might not. Uh, so it's true that these emotions do, do come into play, they do matter, and they do ultimately unravel uh, a union, which maybe is what happened in England and, and Scotland all these years. Um, based on that, you could have different relationships, uh, and we've talked about this before and, and a few of the other ones, um, but you have relationships built with one aspect uh, or one of these confederacies to the rest of, uh, to a different country, and then if the Western Confederacy is doing very well by Spain, that uh, despite uh, Spain aggressing against some other confederacy, they still might want to link up with them. Uh, so before Jay leaves us to illness, uh, he leaves us with, let candid men judge, then wither the vision of America into any given number of independent sovereignties would tend to secure us against the hostilities and improper interference of foreign nations. I think that sums up the, the few John Jay articles or uh, John Jay papers in, in this initial uh, section that we open ourselves up to foreign aggressors and uh, foreign influence when we break apart. And uh, especially at this point, you're looking at about 100 years after Scotland's uh, attempt at building their empire. It's not an easy game. Um, and who would be to say that uh, Spain wouldn't do the exact same thing to America? Uh, that's a legitimate threat. So if one of the unions was not stronger than the Scottish, um, this poorly, poorly designed uh, Scottish venture, then there, there could be uh, trouble there. So that, uh, that brings us to the end of Jay. It was uh, interesting for me. I, I had gone to John Jay College in, in Manhattan for my undergrad, so uh, to learn uh, kind of his words uh, meant meant a little bit more to me than it probably did to to others. Like I said, although uh, in the beginning I was a little bored with his Providence discussion and everything was his broad statements and talking about Providence and how how. Uh, the geography of America supported the idea that there ought to be a union. Claims like that that were a little bit boring, but now we, we get to hear and we're seeing a little bit of history lessons uh, that, that came uh, between this uh, our Scottish Empire builders uh, this time. And of course, we learned a lot about fishing and the fishing industry in Newfoundland last, uh, last one. So looking forward to getting into the uh, A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R, um, <laughs> I messed it up, um, Alexander Hamilton, get back to him after, um, after leaving us after Federalist number one, and we'll get uh, into all of our Hamilton references at that point. So uh, stay safe out there. Hopefully there will still be a union to talk about. Um, at least we'll stay together until we, we decide together to get rid of it. 
and not before our series is complete. So take care, everybody. Have a great weekend.